good morning. This is Pastor Reginald J. Houston, pastor of Johnson Chapel African Methodist Episcopal Church in the lovely Lake Como area, Fort Worth, Texas. We greet you this morning in Jesus' joy. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Truly, we, we thank you for tuning in to this, this broadcast. We pray that God will bless you and keep you in health and, and, and his care. The Bible says we can cast all of our cares on him, for he cares for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your Bible says the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. It is the word of faith. We pray that we will place our trust in you alone and your word rather than in the words of faith all around us that are contrary to your truth. Forgive us for spending more time dwelling on our own plans, our own ideas, our own scenarios, analysis, and, and schemes than taking your word in our hearts and living by it. We pray this morning that you would open the truths of your word to us. And let us rely on you and you alone. We pray this in Jesus' name. We pray, O oh God, that you would teach us to love with the love of Christ Jesus. That others around us might see your grace reflected in our care and concern for them. May your love drive and dominate our desire to always show compassion and mercy. For the blessing of your grace, we are forever grateful. And because of your death and resurrection, we can boldly approach God without fear, simply because God's penalty for sin has been satisfied through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we pray, O oh God, that you have your own way this morning. Have thine own way. In Jesus' blessed name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining with us. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to an Old Testament scripture in 1 Kings I pray, I pray this passage be a blessing to you. 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. I just want to read a little of it. Verses 1 through 7. Now Elijah who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God whom I worship and serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. We'll stop right there. Until I give the word. I want to... Lord be my help, I want to uh, uh, speak on this chapter, 1 Kings chapter 17, dining out in the midst of a drought, Downing, dining out in the midst of a drought. I want to ask you a question. What do you do when your brook dries up? 1 Kings chapter 17. We're living, my brothers and my sisters, 
in turbulent, trying, and ever-changing times. There are more wars and rumors of wars than CBN can report. And listen, I may be wrong and I can stick a fork in my normalcy, for I've been wrong before, just like you. But it just seems to me that when things start to get quiet in Af Afghanistan, proud boys and oath keepers start laughing out loud and usher in a civil war right here in the American streets. We're living, I tell you, in, in turbulent, trying and ever-changing times. It's a time where folk will do almost anything, if not for attention or fame, just because they're mean-spirited. Seems to me that before ABC and the Weather Channel can send reporters and get an accurate account of another COVID-19 or Omicron and Delta variant in our nation, you have hurricanes and you have tornadoes sprouting up everywhere. And as I use my remote clicking and going from channel to channel, all that I can hear is a fickle forecast of doom and gloom. If it's not the Republicans, it's the Democrats. Things are only going to get worse. But as soon as I put the remote down, pick up the word, for the word is everything. Doom and gloom turns to clear shining after rain. For the word says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28 Our situation reminds me of a scene in the movie Color Purple where the church is assembled and worship is going on and the choir is singing God is trying to tell you something. I submit to you that there is no new thing under the sun. All that we now see and hear has already happened before. And that's why the word declares, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing has come straight to your address. Trials do not merely happen. They are sent, designed to establish wisdom, permitted, yet operated in love. And that's why the word tells us to rejoice despite the trial, for by it we become partakers in Christ's suffering, and when his glory is revealed, we shall celebrate with great joy. I'm not making up 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. Permit me, my friends, to labor for my favor and pause for a just cause, and, and, and I, I would like to share a poem by Helen Steiner Rice entitled, This Too Will Pass Away. You can Google it. It's a beautiful poem. If I can endure for, the, for this minute whatever is happening to me, no matter how heavy my heart is or how dark the moment may be, if I can remain calm and quiet with all my world crashing about me, secure in the knowledge of God's love when everyone else seems to doubt me, if I can keep on believing what I know in my heart is true, that darkness will fade in the morning and this and that this will pass away too. Then nothing in life can defeat me. For as long as this knowledge remains, I can suffer whatever is happening. For I know God will break all chains, chains that are binding me tight in darkness and trying to fill me with fear. For there is no night without the dawning. 
and I know my morning is near. It is here, my brothers and sisters, that we put our sun, put on our sunglasses in order to see the glare of God's glory here in Texas. For our text coincides and bears a strange parallel to what's happening here in Texas. For while we are reading and hearing of earthquakes in diverse places and wars and rumors of wars and tornadoes and such in many third world countries, riots and looting in England, hurricanes and tornadoes on the eastern sea coast, here in Texas, we are facing a crop-destroying, devastating drought. No rain presently in the forecast. All around us, the ground is dusty and dry, cracked and opening like a mouth waiting on water. It's bad enough to be in the midst of a famine, but prices are high and expectations are low. But to experience a famine and a drought and, a, and, and COVID, at the same time should cause the church to pray and pray specifically for abundance of rain. You know, we should be about the Father's business and speak those things that are not as though they are. As a child in Sunday school in the YPD, we used to sing a song. It says, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. You better get ready and bear this in mind. God sent a message by a rainbow sign. He says it won't be water but fire next time. Can I tell you that this physical draft also takes on spiritual significance? For if we pray and if we fail to pray and seek God's face, the drought and dusty ground can enter into our spirit. Don't miss that. Come on now, don't play with me. Have you ever been to a place where you had to endure a dry season? For a drought, it's not just a weather forecast. It is also a time of loneliness and despair. A drought is a time when your finances have dried up and you open your wallet or your dooney and blow. And big head presidents don't come out because they're not in there. All you have is dust. One writer touches our, our plight by echoing. Money talks, but the only thing my money says is goodbye. Have you ever been to a place where everything seemed dead? Nothing is growing because there's no rain. Have you ever been to the place where nothing seems to be working out for you and you keep filling out applications, but all the good jobs are dried up and minimum wage jobs were not only temporary, where folk tried to treat you like you were less than human, gave you no respect. Have you ever been in a drought? Satan calls you to question the word of where Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But even in the church, you couldn't hear nobody pray. Listen, you may be sitting next to someone this morning who is spiritually dehydrated. Now, all the church offers is juice and Gatorade. But that won't do or stop their growing through. They need some child support. They need to know that they can cast all of their cares on Christ Jesus because he cares for you. Somebody needs to tell them, great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. They don't need gate aid. They need living water so they can taste and see that God is good and good, hello somebody, all the time. Well, our text introduces a prophet whose name is Elijah. Chapter 17, he shows up without fanfare or introduction, heads toward King Ahab and his wife Jezebel and declares a worded weather report. No rain until God says so. 
And only when God says so, the drought will be out. The word declares that after the prophet gives God's declaration of, of condemnation, he gets a revelation to go and hide by the book, brook Sherith. He's instructed to stay by the brook until further notice. And God commands ravens to give the prophet curb service. Two times a day, morning and evening. Verse 6, they feed him with the full meal deal. This verse alone speaks of total control and sovereignty of God. For the word, that's, the word that says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof simply means God is still in control of all of his creation. God is multilinguistic. God spoke in the language of ravens so that the ravens knew how to feed the prophet twice a day. God could even speak whale. For God spoke to a whale one day and the whale swallowed up and spit out disobedient Jonah. God can speak mule. God spoke to a mule and the mule questioned Balaam's motives. God spoke to a rock in the wilderness and not only did the rock give water, but it moved with God's children throughout the wilderness. God spoke to the Red Sea and the Red Sea parted stood at attention so that God's children could pass through on dry ground. God spoke and manna fell from heaven. With everything that's going on, we need to understand that God is still in control. For God can speak earthquake and hurricane, but he can also speak peace, be still, and the winds and the waves must obey. Things were going quite well for the prophet, right where he was told to be, no congregation to contend with, no budget to pay. Things were going quite well for him. And then the unexpected happened. The brook dried up. Listen, isn't that the way of the world? Life becomes a carnival. And if you are not on the merry-go-round, there's always some clown determined to turn your smile upside down. So what do you do when the brook dries up? When you get to the place where it seems like God is no longer supplying your needs according to his riches in heaven, God is not seems God seems to be not not listening to your prayers anymore. No miracles, no no miracles, no celebrations. And you start to wonder, is this mercy and grace following you all the days of your life? What do you do when you've done all you can? And it seems like it's never enough. We must do like the prophet. Don't hang up, stay on the line, and trust in God. When there is a drought on one page, and it keeps on going into the next chapter, just keep on reading. I say keep on reading. And if you keep on reading, verse after verse, sooner or later you're going to, come, you're going to see a little cloud in the, the size of a man's hand signifying rain. Some of us need to turn the page and keep on reading. We've been trusting in those things that don't deserve our trust. Keep on reading and head toward our child support. So the, as we close this message, I just want to share with you, don't give up on God, for God will never give up on you. When your brook dries up, keep trusting in God's mercy and grace. And saints of God, he will, I'm a witness, see you through. May God bless you. I hope this word has been a blessing to you. 
Amen. And help you make it through another day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. God keep you as pastor's prayer. Thank you.